Beauty for ashes. 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 Beauty for Ashes podcast. I am your host, Shayna Salome, and I am a testament that God can take your life and turn it around with just one yes. Join me as we tackle the real, expose the enemy, and apply pressure. God wants to give you beauty for ashes, and today we are talking about what it means to be chosen. I am here today with a special, special guest who literally lives and breathes first peter 2 and 9 morgan McHale, the faith coach hey morgan girl hi hello everyone i'm super excited and so honored to be able to share on this platform with you listen if y'all have not done so already please share this with everybody that you know because sis be preaching and teaching and teaching and preaching okay <laughs> Yes, I'm I'm super happy to have you here. Of course, you know, this is actually a really special episode because it is the 10th episode. And to, mo- to some people, most people, if you're new here, you might be like, I mean, what's so special? But this is 10 episodes. I went from not knowing myself, not, you know, knowing what's going on, who I am, no direction in life, <laughs> to like literally hearing God say, start a podcast, start speaking, and doing it and now realizing yo i've been consistent and we're on the 10th episode so i'm so excited to have you here as you know our very first speaker like this is huge <laughs> this is huge <laughs> oh i'm so proud of you that's awesome why like, yes Thank 10th episode. We need to clap it up seriously yes clap it up clap it up <laughs> maybe i'll put a applause in there or something <laughs> like okay right like <laughs> Because, come on, some people don't even want to start, okay? Mm, that's real. And I've, I've been the victim of that, honestly, like, where I literally will be like, okay, that, that's one good idea. I could start that. And we take so much time planning instead of just actually putting ourselves out there and taking that first step that things don't end up, things don't even end up getting done, right? So um, I'm just really excited. And I just want to throw that out there that this is the 10th episode and it's super special because we have Morgan here. So, you know, today, you know, everyone that's listening gets to hear more of you instead of me. You know, most episodes, it's just me. Right. But now y'all get to hear from my sister, Morgan. You know, like I said before, she is the faith coach. She's an author, a speaker, a prayer warrior, okay, um, a fiance and so much more. So we are going to learn so much about her and just uh, what it means to be chosen, right? So, you know, Morgan, we're going to get in your business just a little bit today, okay? Um, So my first question for you is, who is Morgan, right? And and why the faith coach? How did that come come about? (laughs) That's so funny because that question has come up a lot recently. And it's just so funny to me because of like, I've been a faith coach for about, I want to say like a year um, it's some change now, and honestly, truly, it's been one of the best experiences of my life. I wouldn't change anything at all. Mm-hmm. Um, how I got the title of being a faith coach, first and foremost, it came from God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was sitting there shaking in my little boots, okay? I was like, Lord, you said faith coach. Like, what is that? Like, what does it look like to be a faith coach? But to be honest, where it came from was just my hunger to be able to help women grow, um, to help Mm -hmm. men and women and to be the example. And a lot of times we talk about being the example, but it's another thing to walk out the example. And Mm -hmm. so in those moments, I was just like, Lord, I just want to serve you. So whatever that looks like, um, most people don't really know, but I have a background in social work and I obtained my master's from Baylor University. And so I do have those aspects of, you know, meeting people where they are and bridging a gap. Mm -hmm. And I use that in my faith coaching 
And like I said, it's just been a phenomenal experience, but how it came about was really the Lord just sitting me down. And to be honest, as being the faith coach, it has been, it comes with its trials and tribulations, but it's one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my life. So I wouldn't change anything about being a faith coach, just from the people who I've worked with um, and how the Lord stretches me in my relationship with him. Mm, wow. And so I know you said that it comes with its trials and you talk about, you know, something called stretching, you know, for people that's listening, what, what is stretching? Like, what is that? What does that even look like? Listen, you know, like when I don't know about y'all, but in like middle school and high school, you know how PE was required, right? And yeah. you know, in PE, I don't know how y'all PE class was, but we had to run for like 20 minutes straight with no break. Okay, listen, I ain't ran 20 minutes straight with no break in a minute. Okay. <laughs> that's what it feel like when the Lord be like, come on, so this is your stretch of season. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, but what I mean by stretching is more so you're, you're stepping out of your comfort zone. You're allowing yourself to be uncomfortable. So the Lord can use you. And so every time I'm faith coaching, if I'm um, doing public speaking, because I also do speaking, right. Even when I wrote the books, right. I have two books. When I wrote those books, those were stretching for me because there were things I had never encountered before. So I had to rely on not just my strength, but I truly had to rely on the whole Holy Spirit to lead me and to guide me because honestly, truly, the Lord wrote them books. Me <laughs> in the faith coaching sessions, I'm just the vessel, honestly, because I I can't give you what the Lord can give you. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm here to bridge the gap, and that's it. Like literally, and so in those moments, I'm just allowing the Lord to use me. And so a lot of times, that's what God wants to do. He wants to use you, and He's like, "Look, I'm stretching you in this season to prepare you for what's yet to come." And so there are some things that you have to learn right now that's going to prepare you for your next. And a lot of times, we're upset and we're angry about these things. In actuality, this is the very thing that you prayed for. And so mm-hmm. even when I get frustrated with faith coaching, because I'm like, "Well, God, did I reach that person the way I was supposed?" Well, did I say the right things? And the Lord is like, you're worried about the wrong thing. Only thing that I called you to do was to, to say my word. Mm-hmm. Only thing I called you to do was to tell them what I needed them to hear. And sometimes that does not feel good. We got so used to the feel good messages and wanting to be, mm-hmm. you know, oh my gosh, like Jesus is so great. Yes, Jesus is everything and then some. And I am absolutely nothing without mm-hmm. Jesus. But what I am saying is this. Sometimes you have to take those hard truths. And one thing's for sure, in this line of work, I've had to have those hard conversations with my clients that maybe they didn't want to hear it, but they needed to. And I've been able to see the seeds from that, Mm -hmm. right? And their change habits and their change patterns. And so sometimes you don't even know what place you're in in that person's life. And that's the very push that they need. But it's a matter of you stepping out of your comfort zone because let it have been me like, oh, no, 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 God, that's not what you're about to do. That person wouldn't have been saved. That person would have been heading for destruction. And it would have been because of me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Do y'all see? Do y'all hear? <laughs> Do you hear the words? Do you hear the words? <laughs> and, you know, it really stuck out to me when you said, you know, that I am just a vessel. Like God is who is speaking in those sessions. God is who is speaking through that book. Because I can definitely relate to that. I feel the same way when it comes to. Um, this podcast really and anything else that God leads me to say or do because it's not me like I I take the time I don't know about you um, and you can share that too but I take the time before I even come and record an episode like all right God what is it that you want me to say and then also Holy Spirit lead the way even when I'm over here recording like even if it's something I didn't write in my notes like you have your way I only want to say what you want me to say literally that's the answer (laughs) Like literally. And also with talking about vessels, you know, made me kind of think of, you know, since we're talking about being chosen, (laughs) we got to bring up the scripture, right? The scripture that uh, being chosen is all about. Uh, So First Peter 2 and 9 through 10 says, and I'm going to read the message version. Yes, I, didn't that you. Message. Yeah. I was just going to say, can you read the message <laughs> version? Because that's where it's at. That's yes. Right there. You already know. I'm like, okay, let me make sure I pick the message version for this. Okay. Um, so, but you are the ones chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he made for you from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. So 
you know, Morgan, what does this scripture mean to you? Do you remember the first time that you heard it or, you know, at least the first time that it really clicked for you? So funny enough, how about this? Um, when I tell you the Holy Spirit speaks, the Holy Spirit speaks. I think a lot of times people have this notion that in order to truly be saved, you got to know the uh, Bible front to back mm -hmm. and you actually don't. Um, it's a walk in it. Right. And so mm -hmm. that will be one of the areas where I used to struggle in the most uh, was reading my word. But crazy mm -hmm. enough, when I would speak, um, when God would use me for Morgan Motivational Mondays or Testimony Thursdays, or Fellowship Fridays, you know, I do it all. Um, I would be speaking word and wouldn't even have known it. So mm. the Lord had instructed me to write a book and my second book, book actually. And I was like, okay, Lord, now I'm one of those, I used to be, I'm delivered now, but I used to be one of those raggedy kids, right? And I'm like, I need to know front to back what it is that you're trying to do, God. So God got me so good. I said, he said, Morgan, write a book. I said, oh, okay. I'm thinking my book about to be about grace, okay? And I'm sitting there. I didn't wrote a whole chapter at this point. And I'm like, dang, what do I talk about now? And I had to go back. And Laura's mm -hmm. like, I didn't tell you to talk about that. I'm wow. you. And I said, because I was sitting there like, well, God, how am I supposed to talk about grace when, like, I don't really know that much about grace? <laughs> You know, the surface level of grace, but actually walking it out. And so mm -hmm. I was like, you know, usually where I come from with anything, I talk about things that I have gone through, that I mm -hmm. have processed, that I understand. And the Lord told me to name my book Chosen. And I said, okay, that's cool. But what my story was about was every time in my life that I had felt rejected, um, every time in my life where, you know, I needed healing, whether it was with my family members or what had happened to me inside the church when I experienced church hurt for the first time. And he actually gave me chosen from rejected to accepted. And so doing this um, now in this place of the Lord's like, Morgan, I want you to put on this conference, right? Mm. So I looked at the message version and said, wow, from rejected to accepted. Wow. I had already had a home before I knew that I had a home. Mm. And that's why that scripture sticks out to me so much, because sometimes we need to know that we still matter, that we are valued, even though the world can't see your gifts and talents, even though the world doesn't understand the mantle that you carry, when your family can't comprehend who you are, and they don't even know that they're sitting inside of the house with the chosen. Wow. Like, mm. that's what that means to me. And it's so, it's shown so much throughout, you know, like different people's lives where you're wondering, like, why is it that, you know, everybody else doing this, but I don't, I don't feel the need to have to engage in those things or, you know, I just do it just because everybody around me is doing it. And I'm just like, you're chosen, you're set apart. Mm. So with being mm. set apart, they're not always going to understand why you have to go through certain things or why people speak to you a certain way or do certain things when they get around you, when you just like, I'm just myself, like why they feel a type of way because of the spirit that's within you they don't understand and so because they don't understand that's what causes people to be you know negative towards people and things of that sort so that's why that scripture is so so important to me in my life just because I have been the black sheep in the room before and not understanding mm -hmm. why it was never my fault but because I was chosen and yeah. the chosen folk you know David he was chosen he didn't look like the rest of his brothers he didn't mm -hmm. act like the rest of his brothers. David was out tending to the sheep, but he was chosen. And so it's those who are willing to serve, even though he was the chosen one, he was still outside serving. Mm. Mm. That part. Wow. Wow. That is really deep. I was thinking about how, um, you know, with the scripture where it says to tell the others of the night and day difference he made for you. I was... Um, recently watching it's kind of funny but the chosen series <laughs> and um yeah, i believe it's the first it's either the first episode or the second episode and it's after jesus healed mary magdalene and um nicodemus you know one of the pharisees he went to her and he was like you're different you know and there was a line that she said and she said um all i know is i was one way and then i was different and he is what happened in between and I was just like, OMG, because <laughs> I'm like, that's really how it is. Like, I am, I was one way, right? 
And now I am totally renewed. I'm totally restored. And you want to know why? It was because of one person. It was because of one man. It was because of Jesus. And that's what like sticks out to me so much on that verse. Cause I'm just like, it, it truly is a night and day difference. And you recognize it yourself, but then also other people around you, they're like, you seem different. You yes. look different. You're glowing. Yes. You're smiling. I've never, I've had people tell me, listen, y'all, ever, ever since I gave God my yes, people have said, Shana, I have never seen you happier. And this is people who I don't even talk to. They just followed me on social media. So it's just like, literally, Jesus will just, literally shake you change you remake you and it's one of the most beautiful things and I know you you talked about the conference and we're gonna uh, talk about that more in depth a little later but you know I think sometimes people have this question right like okay you know the bible says that I'm chosen um but if I'm not really living according to God or if I don't believe in God if I'm not a Christian like does that mean I'm chosen you know What's your take on that? Like, do you believe that everyone is chosen? Um, yeah, like, what do you think? I honestly do feel like everybody is chosen, but the difference is, are you willing to have a seat at the table? Mm. That's what it is, right? I think mm -hmm. that, because um, it says, many are called, few are chosen. Mm -hmm. And so everybody get the call, but are you willing to pick up the phone to answer that's how I feel because you have to remember in John 15, 16, it talks about um, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And mm. so the difference is that God already knew who you was before you knew who you were. But it's a right. matter of you answering the call to do the work of the Lord. It's about you answering the call to deny yourself and to pick up your cross and move when God instructs you to. Because that's what it means to be chosen. It's about you being obedient. Not out of sacrifice, mm. not out of because, oh, my gosh, um, you know, if I don't do this, then this is going to happen, which is what religion, but out of your love for mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. That's why we do what we do. Right. So in order to do that, what does that look like? You having a relationship with God. And that's what I do with my clients. I help them build their relationship with God, but then also help them cultivate the business or the books that the Lord has placed in them that they need to produce. That's what it's truly about because somebody needs to hear that. Mm. Yeah. So that's my take on that. I think that everybody is chosen, but you have to be mm -hmm. willing. And so many are not willing, just like in the Bible we saw you know, the man was like, you know, what do I have to do in order to, you know, make it to heaven, essentially? And Jesus was like, you know, you got to do X, Y, and Z. And he was like, I want to find the actual scripture. But he was like, okay, I've already done that. What else do I do? And Jesus was like, give up all your possessions. And he was like, mm -hmm. no, nah, fam, I can't do that. Uh, he like, I'll do everything but that. <laughs> right. He was like, you know what? I did everything else, but you want me to give up the, the money that I made? Oh, the, the house that I have? Oh, the car mm -hmm. that I have? Oh, you want me to give it? What? You want me to do what? And he just couldn't do it. And, mm. and people like that will not make it to heaven because that's already you're selfish. Right. That's greed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that part. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Like, everybody has a choice, right? You know, like you said, God chose us, but are we going to make the choice to choose him back? You know, it can only be one sided for so long. That was like, what my my situation was because I know I knew that I was chosen by God I didn't know the scripture per se but I did know that uh, what I was supposed to be doing I knew what was at least right what the word said and who God was but you know I I still kept choosing my own way and you can only do that for so long because the Bible tells us we don't know what day or hour Jesus is coming back right so <laughs> That's like, that's just the truth right there. I think that as humans, we automatically think that we're right. You know, we think that what we define as good, what we define as just, you know, what we define as the right path for us is what is true about this life. But the Bible says that there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. And that kind of made me think of what you just said, because it's like, all right, you know, the guy was like, all right, Jesus, I did all this stuff. So I, I'm good, right? And Jesus like, no, I'll right. do this too. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. To him, what he had already done was enough. But Jesus mm -hmm. was like, no, 
get get rid of those possessions. Follow me. He like, no. Nah. And so therefore, what he thought was right, what he thought what was what he thought was needed um, is actually a path to death. Like you said, with the mm-hmm. greed and whatever else. So I think even in thinking of how we're all chosen and, you know, few answer the call. I think a lot of people don't answer simply because they determined in their heart that they made the right choice when all the while they are taking a road to death. Right. And it yes. even tells us in the word that it's a narrow it's a narrow gate. Not everybody gonna, gonna choose that direction. Right. So we all have a choice whether we want to be in agreement with the truth that we are chosen by God. Like, really? do you want to be in agreement with that truth? That's it. And I think I just found the actual scripture is Matthew, um, Matthew. Oh, you love me some Matthew, girl. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It says, someone came to Jesus with this question, teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And then Jesus replied, why ask me about what is good? There's only one who is good. But to answer your question, if you want to receive eternal life, keep the commandments. Which ones demand mm-hmm. man ask? And Jesus replied, you must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your father and mother. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then he says, I will obey all these commandments. What else must I do? Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow mm. me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth. It is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom mm. of heaven. I'll say it again. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a mm. rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Because we also have to understand this. When the Lord blesses us with more, it's to edify and to encourage his kingdom. And so, mm. yes, the Lord wants you to have your portion because he wants to bless you and your family and your kids and your children. You know, all of that, however, is also to build up his kingdom to what? Draw more people to Christ. And right. so a lot of times we're missing that when we're just focusing on ourselves. When you came to Christ, it was a matter of you focusing no longer on self, but you focusing on serving Jesus, how can I serve mm-hmm. God with my life? What does it look like to do those things? And it just goes back to this, picking up your cross and going. Does it always feel good? It comes with trials and tribulations. However, one thing that you do have to know is that you're not doing it by yourself. Mm-hmm. How you were when you were in the world. When you were trying to figure it out on your own and you kept hitting walls. When you mm-hmm. kept trying to um, use alcohol and weed and sex to fill voids. And it still wasn't working. You were still empty because you were thirsty for what? You were thirsty for Christ. And now that you have Christ, you're no longer thirsty. However, you're walking with God and you're allowing him to fill your spirit with the things that you need to do what? To edify his kingdom. Okay. That time without Jesus, that was alone. Talk about feeling alone. (laughs) Like, what? Felt like I ain't have not a friend. Was in a whole relationship, still felt by myself. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing that compares to the love of Jesus, right? To that relationship. There's nothing that compares to it. So, you know, God told you to start a movement inspired by First Peter 2 and 9. Um, so how did that how did that come about? Because you know, we know you wrote the book, like you said, it was titled Chosen, and you were led in that. But you know, did you know that? that book was going to be the first of many working pieces for your ministry? No. And funny enough, my t-shirts came before the book. Look, I didn't do my research better, (laughs) y'all. It's crazy. And and that's all fault for the promotion, right? Because when I I think one thing's for sure for everybody under the sound of my voice, I think we need to give ourselves more credit. Mm. Um, And why I say that is because when we're sitting there in the midst of the trials and tribulations, when we're sitting there in the thick of the storm, right? Um, It's like one of those things where we're not able to see the bigger picture. And so Mm. when I first created this chosen t-shirt, it was because I needed to know that God had chose me. Wow. I needed to know that. And when I read it inside of the word, I was like, yo, like I'm chosen, Like God sees me fit for the role that he's given me. And even though I may not be able to see the big picture, I don't feel like I'm chosen. I don't feel like I can do this work. God says that I can. And that's where it really started from. And then I ended up writing the book 
naming it Chosen too, and I was like, okay, whatever. Like, <laughs> you're like, there's kind of a theme here, but you know, right? You know, I was like, okay, cool. Like, oh, a T-shirt and a book named Chosen. Like, that's dope, right? Not knowing that I'm going to be in worship and the Lord's like the Chosen movement, and I'm like, yo, mm-hmm. I really need people to. Um, it was really the Lord telling me in worship that I will be doing a conference in 2021, and I said, excuse me, you want me to do what? <laughs> So I just knew, I was like, God, I know you lying, but you know, God don't lie. So right. don't do that. <laughs> but I was sitting there like, you mean 2022, right? And nah, he said what he said, 2021. And I was just like, that is, um, sir, sir, sir. You want me to what? And in those moments, I had to take a step back and really remember why. What was the why? Mm. Because I wanted the voiceless to be heard. I wanted people mm. who felt like they didn't know who they were, um, their identity, their purpose to come forth. I wanted people who were hurt and abused by the church, hurt and abused mm. by people in their lives, to know that their lives still mattered. That's where the chosen mm. movement came from. Because I feel like when someone knows whose they are, they're able to find out who they are. Oh, and yeah. What happens after that, they begin to serve in a way that is unspeakable, unfathomable. It's one of those things where they get so bold and courageous that nobody can tell them anything concerning their purpose and how God is because what you had a relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of times, we have seen in these days of people relying on everybody else. Um, for their relationship with God. When I'm like, nah, honey, you got to get it by yourself. It's okay, mm-hmm. bro. God speaks to everybody. And that's the place we have to get to. We have to get to a place of, you know, repenting and turning away from, but just being in God's presence. Because when I got saved, I was literally under a gazebo and I was bawling my eyes out. And I was mm-hmm. like, Lord, if you're real, show me. And when I tell you God changed my life from that point, I said, oh, no. Oh, no. God real. I don't know what y'all talking about. Jesus is real. If you don't know Jesus, I feel like the Samaritan woman. Okay? (laughs) Right. Right now, like, Jesus. His name is Jesus. I had to tell everybody about Jesus, okay? I was like, yo, God is real. And I knew Mm -hmm. God was real. Even when I backslid, I knew, like, I I didn't go too far away. I didn't stray too far Mm -hmm. away from him. And so that's what kind of just kept me grounded. That's how this movement started because I was like, listen, we all sinners. People just know mm-hmm. how to hide they sin, okay? Tell mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it. Tell it because I was one of them. I know people, until I opened my mouth and began to give my testimony, people wouldn't have ever um, really known <laughs> half of the things I had went through. Look, half of the things that I had did, um, but it wasn't until I opened my mouth and began to testify how God changed my life, how I went through that night and day transformation. And um, literally, I know, Morgan, you were saying that you told you told God, like, look, I need to know that you're real. And for me, in my situation, it was me saying, like, God, I literally need you. Like, I know that you're real, but I need you, like, all the way because I don't know what to do. I don't know how to move on. Um, all of me was put into this relationship, was put into what I thought was uh, supposed to be for my life. And now that I know it's not, now that I've heard you speak to me clearly, now that I've actually listened to you, right? Because God gives us different signs and, and all of that, but we have to choose to um, listen to what he says. You know, now that I've made this choice for you, God, I really need you to show up and show me <laughs> and show me what to do like I was at a crossroads if you will so you were talking about the conference and for those of you who are like what conference is she talking about well it's called the chosen for this conference and it is taking place Friday April 2nd which is also good Friday (laughs) and Saturday April 3rd in Detroit Michigan yes right applause 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 um it's time for god's chosen to rise up y'all there will be healing acceptance deliverance and love in the room there's also a bomb sale that's going on right now until the 19th and um i believe i heard that it was vip tickets but i want to get my hat off okay so 
who are you gonna ask to be your VIP Valentine? Your okay, cousin, boo, mama, daddy, look, okay. go ahead, go Come ahead. Through. That's and that's a good deal, y'all, because you get all kinds of stuff being VIP. All right, so I'm gonna be sure to add a link to the show notes. And you can also go directly to www.morganmckale.com forward slash conference to pick up your ticket today. Okay. Um, And so Morgan, with this conference, you know, what makes you so excited about this conference? I mean, other than the fact that God chose you to bring it forth, to bring forth this movement, what really excites you? Because girl, look, it it looks like uh, it's almost time for the conference. Okay. The countdown is totally real. I'm super excited to just see people be in the room um, on their faces. Let's be clear, right? Um, We have people coming from Florida, from Texas, from Virginia, from Wisconsin, from New York. Um, Yeah, we got people coming from all over, right? I'm just super excited Mm. to see people get set free. Like, really. I'm so excited to see people get set free. I'm so excited to see people's lives be changed. And like just sitting here talking about like I'm on fire right now because I just know that the Lord is about Mm -hmm. to do something so magnificent through this conference. Um, Man, oh, I'm so excited. Like I can't even gather my words. It's just more so seeing like people who have felt like they were in bondage for so long being set free. That's Mm -hmm. what puts my soul on fire. Like legit, like knowing that you could come out of this, it doesn't matter what yesterday was like for you last week or last year, that all you have to do is turn and repent and God is like, all right, you're, you're ready. All right. Let me use you. All right. You really, as long as you give God your yes, let me tell you something. I gave God my yes. I literally, honestly, I gave so many yeses at this point that... But one of my yeses that really transformed my life was when I moved across the country to Texas to receive my um bachelor, my master's in social work, excuse me. Um, and that was a huge yes for me. It was so huge, it was so monumental. Um, because I had left everything that I'd known. I had to leave my family behind, I had to leave my uh my significant other, who is now my fiance, that's a promise of God. Hello. Um, and I had to leave everything. I left my full-time job with benefits. Mm. Okay. Girl, I had a full-time job. <laughs> so I left everything and it was my time to be alone with the Lord and to really rely and trust him in a way I had never seen him move before. And I don't want to, I wouldn't change anything. I went through so much and it was crazy. I went back. Y'all, if y'all don't do this, mm. please write down your prayers because I went back in my prayer journal. And before I left for Texas, the Lord had told me that when you move wow. down there, you're going to find your faith in a new way. And I did just that. And I'm telling you, I, I feel like I experienced hell on earth when I was down there. I'm being honest because let me tell you, all a lot of times we see the good parts of the walk where people share the testimonies of how the Lord has got them through. But we don't see how God like in the midst of what you're going through. How, how was it in the midst of it? And in the midst of it, it was hard. I was like, yo, I quit every day, okay? But in those moments, like it was it was the yes for me. And it was like, oh, okay. So now that we about to go into this wow. conference, like from that one yes, moving, right? I wrote two different books. Um, I got my master's degree and then I started my faith coaching wow. business from that one yes. Wow. When you put it into perspective like that, it's like, yo. And like you were saying earlier, like, you know, sometimes you have to give yourself credit. um, Just just that right there. Like, yo, I told God, yes. And look at what all he's done. Look at how much has um, been birthed from that. You know, look at the fruit of my yes. You know, that's absolutely amazing. I I can't wait so I can look back and be like, okay, you know, I got the... You already looking back because listen, y'all, homegirl on episode 10. Okay. God changed. I can't even, when I tell you, I know Shayna be like, Morgan, you're just saying that. But when I tell y'all, her faith ignites my faith, and I'm known as a faith coach, right? Because of how her one act of mm. obedience of messaging me. And now look, she got a whole podcast. And she on her 10th episode. 
Like she she was like, I'm done. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, I need more. She was thirsty. She was hungry. And now look how her one yes. Mm-hmm. And now people are being freed. People are seeing the truth. Right. And she free. <laughs> that absolutely amazing. And that's what it means to be chosen and to walk in purpose. Like that's what we need right now in this hour. Because listen, I would say that people need to hear your testimony. People need to hear your voice. People need to see it from you. You know, I'm not called to everybody. And I'm not mm-hmm. called to the same people that Shana is called to. And that's what we have to remember. You have to remember that the Lord will use every piece of your walk. To be impactful. So I don't know if you even had experiences where people who you've known in the past and now they're in your life in this season. I mean, Shayna's one of mine. Like I knew her from undergrad. <laughs> Never would have thought that me and her would be as close as we are. And now, oh, listen, you know, BC before Christ, I was a fighter. So now that's that's my <laughs> sis. I will fight in the spirit for this one. Point blank. Like it, it's not, you know, I don't want to have to use my, my hands, hands, you know what I'm saying? But I don't think when it comes to Shana at all. So that's how intentional God is and how he works everything out. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, going back and trusting him. Like, you know what? He ain't right. about to send me into the deep for me to right. die. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's good, girl. That's so good. I, I'm just like over here. <laughs> I'm just over here smiling because I'm like, I can't believe this is happening right now <laughs> but you know for anybody that's listening <laughs> and they're new on their faith walk right because I love how you said as well that you know we are all called to different people something that I learned you know just from being around you and like you know the conference that I went to that helped you know catapult me into purpose um <laughs> you know I learned that there are people that are connected to you there's people connected to your voice to your purpose to your yes And so, you know, for somebody that's new on their faith walk, because I know a lot of times you can start out and you like, oh, I'm on fire. Yes. okay, All right. I'm saved. Now what? (laughs) So like for somebody that's new on their walk, what advice would you give them? I know other than working with you, of course, um, what (laughs) what pointers would you give someone (laughs) who who just was like, yeah, I give God my life. And now what's what's next? All I, the only word that came to my mind was like zeal, zeal for God. And I want to give the uh, actual Yeah, you know I like the definition of zeal. <laughs> okay. Um, a great energy or enthusiasm in pursuit mm. of a cause or an objective. Like have zeal for the Lord. Uh, never let your fire die out. Um, and what I mean by that, so say for instance, um, you know, you're recently baptized or even if you given God your yes, just like Shana said, I would just say go forth, like uh, getting your word, your word is your weapon. Your word is your weapon. Your word is your weapon. Because what does it do? Those that's a book of promises. That's a book of instruction. And what you do, you pray that you pray your word, you pray that back to the Lord and you, and you tell the enemy to flee point blank period. I mean, after Jesus uh, got baptized, what happened? He was tested in the wilderness for 40 days. And so you have to know that tests are going to come. Trials and tribulations are going to come, but it's a matter of how you handle it. And when you are allowing God to be the anchor, um, when you are allowing God to lead you, you have to know that you're going to come out on top. It may not feel like it in a moment, but you're going to come out on top. So I would say get into your word and get into prayer. Prayer is your weapon. Your word is your weapon. Because how do we hear the voice of God? You hear it through the word because what God is the word. And so how do you expect to hear the voice of God when you don't Mm. even know his word? Mm. Can't. Right. It's only so far you can go. It was like I was hungry for more. So like I said earlier, I had said, you know, I was saying these things out my mouth because of the Holy Spirit. But then when I was in mm-hmm. reading the text, I said, wow, this isn't a Bible. Like, wow, <laughs> just when you thought you was really that smart. No. Um, <laughs> so being in my word has definitely helped me so very much. Um, I fall in love with reading the text now. And I'm just like, man, because I used to be one of those people that I would open mm-hmm. it up and be like, what, what is this? What me? Who is this person? Like, why? Why do we have a whole lineage right here for what? Like, that that was me. But now, when I read the word, I'm like, oh, okay. Because what's happening is that I'm able to see 
where I need to be transformed at. And that's what the word does. It reads back to you for you to look at yourself, not to sit there and look at right. other people like, oh yeah, and they was doing this. No, you're reading wrong because the word is supposed to what? Help us grow in maturity, help us grow in our relationship with yes, God. So, I totally agree. Yeah, and I, I also would like to add that, you know, reading your word also helps you understand the character of God. So that when you do hit those trials, tribulations, because although you're saved, that does not mean that you will be without hardship. Right. And so when you hit those hardships, then you can recall on who God is, what he's done. And now you're like, okay, you know what? My bill might not be paid right now, but I know that God is my provider. Right. I know that God is faithful. I know that God told me he was going to pay it. And I know he is not a man that he should lie, you know. And then you recall, you go back to uh, scripture and, and the, the people that have came before her, before us um, who have had great faith, like Abraham. I've been thinking about a lot about him lately, how literally, well, before he was Abraham, he was Abram. And God called him and told him, yo, leave, leave all of that and go here. <laughs> And which also would go with your situation, Morgan. He told you to go all the way across state by yourself for school, you know, and you ain't have to listen, but you did. Right. And because you did, all of these things have been birthed and there's more to come, right? So it's just important to read your word too so that you know who God is. Know that, just know who God is because you're going to need that reminder, okay? <laughs> you're going to need that reminder of who God is in those situations. Um, and then also when you were talking about that fire, right? Um, it's actually quite interesting. I would uh, pray and uh, one of the scriptures, and, it, it, and God brought it to my memory more than once. And I feel like when he does that, it's like, okay, I really need you to focus on this. And um I don't remember exactly where it is. I should, right? But it's in Deuteronomy and it's talking about um, how there were specific people who would um, be in charge of handling the sacrifices. And I think at this time it was Aaron. And there was a portion where one of the sacrifices, it would, uh, you would light the fire, right? And it's supposed to go continuously. So I'm like, okay, that's what stuck out to me, right? And mm. yes, and um, I was like, okay, let me read more into this, right? And I started looking at commentaries and things like that. And it was just talking about the parallel about how our fire for God should be continuous and we shouldn't let it burn out, right? Because we are a continual living sacrifice, right? We're picking up our uh, cross daily, right? We're dying to ourselves daily, dying to our flesh daily. Mm -hmm. We're choosing God's will over our own each and every day. So that's a continuous sacrifice. So we should be continuously um, on mm -hmm. fire, continuously burning, right? And so I was just like, yo, that is so just like when you just see the whole picture, <laughs> you know, and that, that's what we mean by how the, the word will talk back to you, right? It's the living word. Um, so really like Morgan said, and I, I definitely 100% back it, like, be in your word. I was to one of the ones <laughs> that's like, I don't want to read this. <laughs> Listen, I was reading, um, I was reading, uh, I was in Matthew. <laughs> Listen, yeah, Matthew yeah. was a good book, okay, honey? Listen, but I was reading Matthew, and it talks about, you know, mm -hmm. the parable about the 10 bridesmaids. Look, mm. only five of them was prepared for when they came back. And the other five was out trying to find some oil. And so what you don't wow. want to do, don't let your oil burn out. Don't let your oil mm -hmm. burn out. You need to be ready at all times. You need to be ready at all times. Yeah. And, so it's just and, funny that and you then you that. talk about the bridesmaids. <laughs> that made me think about, uh, you know, <laughs> Tiffany, she, she posted about the uh, 10 men. I think they all asked for healing. And oh, the uh, yeah, they all asked for healing. Mm -hmm. Got uh, Jesus gave it to them, and then everybody left except for one, and it was the Samaritan. And it was like just a reminder too mm -hmm. to like one stay on your face. So when God gives you an answer, when God tells you or gives you the desires of your heart, gives you takes you to this next level, takes you to the promised land, whatever it may be, don't just leave. Don't just leave God. Don't stop coming back to him. And I think that's something also to keep in mind because, you know, I feel like we can get we get into the position where we're like uh, uh, God is like my genie. Right. Like, OK, God, I just need you to do this. I need you to do that. I need you to do this. And mm -hmm. God, like, look, I, where have you been lately? <laughs> like, <laughs> we haven't even been talking. I don't even know like, you. 
you know like who so are you don't you gotta look how you feel when you use by people when people only come to you when they want it's not just take 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 and god only wants your time so if y'all know about uh martha and mary their sisters lazarus sisters you know lazarus is raised from the dead listen this whole family just had jesus all up and through okay but Mary and Martha had Jesus over, you know what I'm saying? And Martha was up in the kitchen, like being Martha Stewart. She getting everything <laughs> in order. You know, she cooking, she cleaning, she she organizing, and she got mad because she was like, Jesus, why don't you tell her to come in here and help me? And he like, see, since you got it all twisted right now, because it's about you being in my presence right now, that's important, right? And wow. yo, I'm reading it today. And I was like, yo, that's crazy because so many times we get busy doing the legwork that we think we're doing for Jesus Christ, right? So being a part of this org or, you know, doing this job and, oh, but I'm serving. Oh, but I'm serving. But are you being filled? Wow. Are you waiting for Jesus? Are you listening to him? Because what's the use of saying that you're doing the work for the Lord, right? Which is what fall into the spirit of religion when you ain't even chopping it up with my mans. Mm, that mm, 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 mm. yeah that's so real that's so real and and it's easy to when god i feel like when god gives you instruction to like be like all right and just start doing 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 and then forgetting where your strength come from <laughs> like exactly. i know it, 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 it's so it's all it's all amazing when god begins to kind of reveal uh your purpose and what he wants you to do but that doesn't mean you know stop listening and uh it doesn't mean stop asking for direction, right? Mm -hmm. um, I had to, I, I had that situation kind of happen to me last week because I'm like, I'm running around like guys like, oh, Shana, I want you to do this. I need you to do this. I'm like, okay, great, great. Like, you know, I'm just like ready to do it all. And then I like look up one day and I'm just like absolutely worn out, worn down, right? <laughs> and I'm like, what's going on, God? Like, look, I don't know if I could do all of this. I can't, I don't know if I could take it. And God's like, Shayna, I never told you to do 50 lum things at once. Like you did that. <laughs> right. Over here thinking that. And I think, mm -hmm. I, and this is an honest mistake that we all make. I, I honestly probably make it on a daily. I've been trying, y'all, listen. But we get in this place of like doing works to please the Lord, but he's already pleased with you, period, of who you are, you know? And so we fall into this thing of like when we're doing the work of God and we're like, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this. Okay. And then I, I'm doing like Shana, she's doing a podcast or with me, I'm doing Morgan Motivational Monday, Testimony Thursday, Fellowship Friday. But you also have to remember like, you know, spending time with God where you just be sitting there like, God's like. I just want you. I know that you want to serve my people, but right now I just need you at my feet. That's it. And that's enough. Because what you want to do is always, 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 if you don't do nothing else, be obedient to what God is telling you to do, whether it's small or large. Like, seriously. Right. Because it's one of those things where we get to this place where God be like, I only told you to do this one thing, but you're doing five. That's a form of disobedience because you're not even listening to him. What did he tell you to do? What did he tell you to focus on right now? You over here trying to be superwoman, superman for somebody, right? Or for something. When guys, I only told you to do this one thing. So I've gotten mm. okay with doing that one thing because the world teaches us to be busy. Mm. The world teaches us how to multitask and get things done. But what is that doing? It's only feeding ourselves. And honestly, it's making us more tired. What is it? Uh, What's that saying that people be saying? about the grind or hustling and stuff like that oh you don't uh, sleep no sleep like no sleep. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. god says in his word that he gives us peaceful rest peaceful <laughs> he give me sleep he want me to sleep sleep, sleep. okay me slump Insomnia <laughs> is a, a spirit mm -hmm. and i don't want that spirit upon me i want to sleep mm -hmm. oh no you can give me them eight hours you can give me them six hours rest Okay, so yes, that's all yeah. I have to say on that. Oh, this has been amazing. You know, I'm super excited because, you know, going forward, pretty soon we are going to have more guests. And I'm just so honored to have um, Morgan as the first guest on the podcast. And, you know, so maybe you were listening and you're like, you know, I want that, right? I want 
to have that kind of faith. I want to be on fire for God. Or maybe you're like, you know what, Shayna Morgan, I was on fire for God. I did have that fire at one point, but the flame has been blown out, right? It's been pretty cold <laughs> over here for a while, and I need that fire back. You know, literally in the Bible, it, it tells us to um, believe it in our hearts, right? And confess it with our mouths. So when we look at faith, right, when we look at believing in God, it's a faith, right? It takes faith to believe in who God is and to believe in what Jesus did. And with faith, we have to confess it and we have to believe in our hearts. So if you are listening to this today, you just have to say, you know, Lord, I believe it in my heart and I confess it with my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins and you rose again. And then you want to let God know that today you are giving him your yes, right? You're repenting for those sins and repentance means to turn away. I know I've been saying that quite a bit lately, but I think it, it stands to say because a lot of times we think that repentance is just us feeling bad. It's just us crying that one time. And I'm not coming for tears or anything like that because, you know, tears are good. You should release that. But uh, repentance is all about your action, right? So when we come to God and we say, Lord, I'm not about to uh, be lying. Like I repent for lying. That don't mean turn around and lie again, <laughs> right? You really want to be conscious about your actions and what you are repenting to God. But, you know, let God be the head of your life. Let him lead the way. Relinquish control. That's what it's about. So we have a link that's already set up for you within the show notes. If you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sins and he was raised again, and you are looking to have a community, go ahead and click that link. It will forward you over to a Facebook group for you to join. Um, you are also welcome to follow us on our social. The Beauty for Ashes podcast is available on Instagram under Beauty for Ashes podcast. And then um, you are welcome to follow me. My Instagram handle has changed to my name name, okay, <laughs> which is Shayna Salome. And then Morgan, if you could tell us where we can find you. Yes, y'all. Y'all can follow me at Morgan.McKill, and that's M-O-R-G-A-N dot M-A-K-A-I-L. Listen, I just want to reiterate, if you are able to make it to this conference, don't miss out on your opportunity, okay? And please connect with me. I actually follow back. I'm not I'm not bougie like that. Like, <laughs> connect with me. I don't bite. Um, I'm always willing to answer questions and to, you know, if you need prayer, reach out. I'm here for it all, okay? Okay. Hey, yes. Well, thank y'all again for listening. Definitely, definitely share this. All right. Share this to anybody that you know that is looking to have a little boost of faith. Right. And obviously share it because this is our first episode with a guest. Right. And we really do hope that you will take the time out to check out the conference. Be there. You do not want to miss it. Whether you live within Detroit or you live in another state, fly out, drive down, whatever you got to do to be there. <laughs> So, Morgan, again, I want to thank you so much for taking the time just to be on here. Thank you for having me. This was a complete honor. I love seeing what you are doing with this podcast. I know that it's changing lives because it's definitely changed mine. Some episodes I'd be sitting there like, please give me my edges back. So I just say keep going forth and allowing the Lord to use you because, listen, it's so needed. And people are listening, okay, because I'm listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's also that's always a great reminder and really a reminder for y'all, too, when you are out there doing the work um, that God is giving you to do. And if you may not see people responding or whatever the case may be like you want, don't don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about the views, because the person that's supposed to hear it, the person that's supposed to see it, they will see it and they will hear it. And that's what matters the most. So just know that you are. If God told you to do it, you're doing it for someone. And that's on period. Period. <laughs> All right, y'all. So y'all have a wonderful day, night, whatever, how, whenever you're listening to this. And as always, well, I usually close out and say peace. So peace. <laughs> <laughs>